remember what you wanted to be when you were a child? Three, two, one, Houston. Right away, Houston. Perhaps he dreamt of growing up and becoming an astronaut, a policeman, or a ballerina. It's a beautiful thing, being young and believing we can be and do anything. The reality is though, as adults, very few of us will spend our lives getting paid to do what we truly love. Hi, welcome. That's Angela Greystone. Oh, I forgot to put chairs out for the teachers. She's one of the lucky ones who are living their best life, having landed her dream job as a librarian. Morning. Hey, how are you going? Good. You found it. Legend. <laughs> Welcome to Meet Me at the Library. In this episode, you'll find out more about Ange, our larger-than-life librarian, who at one point in her life never imagined she'd spend her days singing nursery rhymes, blowing bubbles and reading storybooks aloud to children. you notice about Ange is her laugh. <laughs> it's full and interesting and she laughs a lot. <laughs> She's a kind and creative soul, someone who loves taking photographs and playing music in a band and she's the kind of person who brings freshly baked cakes and biscuits to share with volunteers at the various libraries that she visits. 20 years ago, the library was the last place she thought she'd end up. I have uh, worked in retail a lot. <laughs> um, so I sold clothes and bread. I um, hosted a trivia night when I was at uni. I was a teacher's aide before I was a qualified teacher and then I was a teacher. And then a friend of mine posted on Facebook about her dream job. And it was really cute, you know, people were posting about their dream jobs and, you know, it was like, oh, I want to be the cup of tea lady at the emergency room or, you know, I'd like to be a zookeeper. You know, these people with jobs, but, you know, this is what I'd do if I could. I went to write, I'd like to be a drummer in a band and I thought, no, I don't really want to be a drummer in a band. That'd be a silly lifestyle. And I said, I want to be that, li that library lady with the microphone that gets to read the stories and sing the songs. And then... Um, friends chimed in and said, oh, that job's on Seek. And that's how it happened. <laughs> um, and I told my husband, oh, well, you know, I found my job. And he was like, don't be all cocky about it, you know. And I said, no, 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 it's my job. And it was. <laughs> I just knew. It was a good fit. I'd been to story time with my daughter, who's now 11, but I'd been to story time with her, but not often. Like it was something that I went to occasionally. She went to childcare, I was working, so we sometimes would go, but not a regular thing. And I really admired the woman, Narelle, who used to do the job. Um, <laughs> she still does. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, and thought, oh, what a wonderful job. Like that's like teaching, which was what I was doing, but without the organisation and the assessment and the, the things that you need to do when you're a teacher. Um, so I got to a point in my life where I knew I was going to have to work full time in teaching because part time was going to keep cutting it. And I thought, well, this is my time to have a look around for other things. 
Ange landed her dream job running storytime sessions for children in 2016. It was one of those moments, I guess, where, um, yeah, I could see where I was headed and I wasn't sure that that was the path I wanted. I saw this opportunity and grabbed it because I think it suited my personality better and my quirkiness was embraced <laughs> in the library, whereas in the education system you feel like you have to conform a little more. When I got there, I went, oh, yeah, I belong here. <laughs> so the crossroad was just a feeling, really. Yeah, and it just paid off. I'm at the Athenaeum Hall in a little central Victorian town called Elmore. Population 776. The hall was built in 1885 for 800 pounds. It's a single brick building and during its life has been used as a place to worship, as a school, scout hall, and at one point, a library. In 2017, a permanent library was established in the building. It opens twice a week, so locals and residents from nearby areas can tottle in, pick up their reserves, have a browse, and get involved in some of the library programs offered including storytelling. So, <laughs> today, I just decided that I really wanted to introduce you guys to the works of Roald Dahl. Hands up if you've heard of him before. Fantastic. Could you turn to the person next to you or behind you and talk for one minute, so 30 seconds each, about what you know about Roald Dahl. Go. I've come here to catch the bespeckled and quirky Ange in her element. Reading books aloud to primary school children as part of the public library program, Storytime. So Storytime is a great time for mums, dads, grannies, grandpas to engage with their kids as well as kids to engage with literacy. Usually a Storytime would be for someone like me who works in the more remote areas. We'd have a, a group of kids from, you know, baby you know, not even holding their head up to preschool. So that my story times generally run a little bit like a farm. <laughs> Occasionally there's, you know, kids that aren't listening and are chasing each other around um, and we just get on with it. So it's basically about engaging kids in words, language, song, dance and getting the parents involved as well. During the story time sessions, Ange will go the whole hog. She'll bring bubbles, dress up in funny costumes to match nursery rhymes and then act them out, and get children involved in singing songs like I'm a Little Teapot, complete with the actions. The next moment, little Billy had opened the window and was climbing out. <clears throat> in a jiffy, little Billy had dropped silently to the flower bed below. In another Storytime sessions at public libraries are run right throughout the week across the country. Thousands of children attend, from babies and preschoolers through to primary school aged children. They're often the first places that little people interact with one another and introduce children early to the magic of storytelling. As you can imagine, with a library full of children, things can get pretty chaotic. Okay, so your room of little ones would be your preschool kids sit and look adoringly at you in a straight line often, and it's so beautiful, and they wait with bated breath to what you know we're going to do next. And then you'll have a group of toddlers that are probably fighting over a toy in the back. 
a toy that I've probably brought to use as a prop. Um, and then, yeah, there'll be babies lying on the floor and I'll be, you know, every now and again going, watch out for the babies. Baba. So that sort of um, full representation of pre-school pre children, <laughs> which is very fun um, and also um, chaotic. <laughs> another jiffy he was out through the garden gate and in yet another jiffy he was standing on the very edge of the great big forest of sin he'd made it he'd got there and now the forest was all his to explore Angie's official job title is outreach library officer and she's with the goldfields library corporation her work is largely about bringing library services to people who might not otherwise be able to access them Angie is often in her car, travelling to the more remote library agencies in central Victoria, in towns like Heathkit, Inglewood, Wedderburn and Elmore. So lots of little communities, and I like little communities, and I like the story times there, because they're more intimate and you get to know your mums and dads and kids better than a big-scale Wiggles concert-style story time. Was he nervous? What? Who said anything about being nervous? Hogs wogglers, vinicious knids. That's hard to say. What sort of rubbish was that? Little Billy hesitated. If you've spent much time in the children's section of your local library, you'll know there's quite a choice available in terms of reading material. How does Ange choose what books to read for her storytime sessions? I always go with humour. I always go with rhyme. Um, Aaron Blaby is a great author for that sort of thing. His books are funny and they flow well. Um, my favourite story to read children is Thelma the Unicorn. And now we've got Thelma the Unicorn Returns, which is such a great book. It's about friendship. Um, but, yeah, definitely something that rhymes and flows or something that the kids can do call back, you know, so you say something over and over again, a repetitive book, because um, they love it. And then you can say to them, look, you're reading already, and they love that. My um, preschool children that have been coming to my regular story times have gone off to school, and all their little brothers and sisters are just toddler kids who like lifting flaps and pulling things. So lift the flap books at the moment are my... <laughs> Uh, my book of choice um, and then with more school age groups I like to choose something with a bit of a theme or a bit of a moral to it so we can have a bit of a chat afterwards. I'm not nervous he said not the least bit nervous not me. Very very slowly he walked into the great forest giant trees were soon surrounding him on all sides. Storytime at public libraries can also be an opportunity to introduce children to diversity in all its forms within our communities. Throughout the year, public libraries hold multicultural story sessions hosted by guest presenters that speak languages other than English. There's also Indigenous story times, with stories written, illustrated and read by Indigenous Australians. Most of my books are, you know, all about animals and, you know, things like that. Um, and because of my audience, they're usually quite simple. Uh, there's one that's called I Need a Hug and it's about a porcupine or echidna that needs a cuddle and, you know, and he just gets rejected over and over and then he meets a snake and the snake wants a cuddle too. No one wants to cuddle him. So it's about being really gentle with it but certainly try and choose books that um, 
are about equality and, you know, and caring and kindness, caring about each other, um, embracing your differences, that sort of thing, but probably not in a, you know, really drum it into them way. <laughs> Storytime sessions encourage both parents and children to embrace language, literature and learning. There's also a stack of evidence to support the benefits of reading aloud to children. From improved language and listening skills to stronger parent-child relationships. The thing I know about about literacy in children is that, you know, providing them with opportunities to hear a book and enjoy it is certainly something that will benefit them, you know, that day in the future. I like to think that those times where they really connect with a book are times that they'll remember later on and that will encourage a love of reading forever. I had a moment in a kinder once where I was reading a book. It's a book about a dog that looks after a chicken, basically. And there's this one moment in the book where you think that the chicken has passed away and you could have heard a pin drop. This is a bunch of, you know, three, four-year-olds who are excited about the bubbles that are going to happen at the end of the story time, but no one spoke. They couldn't wait for me to turn the page. I think creating that love of literacy could break a cycle in a couple of kids or maybe a whole group of kids and help them realise that, you know, reading, literacy, singing and dancing and song are really important. I really like to think that those moments, you know, when they're all waiting with bated breath for the next, for the page to turn, that they'll remember that later and go home to mum and say, oh, this book today, mum, oh, it was the best and and the chicken didn't die and mum's like, what? And then who was there? Oh, the library lady. Oh, we better go to the library. That sort of thing as well, like connecting people to the library, therefore they can have free books, therefore it increases their literacy. And there has been some of that happen there's been that mum that just comes along you know to a story time and then joins the library and then suddenly is borrowing you know 20 books a week and you know as a kid they would never went to the library so their children and that connection with literacy has is bringing about change for that family. Storytime sessions aren't just good for kids. In small towns and farming communities that are struggling with things like drought and isolation, they can be a lifeline, particularly for the mums. You know, a lot of the kids have a dad that works away or have to go and do farm work elsewhere because they're not making ends meet and the mums out there are a bit lonely because they live far apart. They don't get to hang out. Um, So the kids love seeing each other and, you know, and get along really well, but it's the mums get to have a little yarn, you know, and to plan their next get-together or, yeah, and I'm happy for them to do that, you know. They keep it quiet in the back and <laughs> and I read the stories, so, yeah. Sometimes I think, oh, geez, they're just watching me really intently, but I just focus on the kids and, you know, pretend they're not. Um, but, yeah, being an extrovert definitely helps in my job. <laughs> yeah, makes it easier, that's for sure. When he ventured some distance into the forest, little Billy stopped and stood quite still, listening. He could hear nothing, nothing at all. Once a fortnight, students from grades three to six from two different primary schools in Elmore come together for a combined story time with Ange. So I'm going to read a short story of Roald Dahl's that has um, 
you know, basically monsters and wild beasts in it. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to talk about their familiarity with Roald Dahl um, and, you know, whether they've seen the movie Matilda or um, James and the Giant Peach and get them talking about, you know, the language he uses and, um, you know, the characters that he has. And also just clue them into the fact that Matilda wasn't just a movie and James and the Giant Peach, they're both books and they can read them and they're actually great reads. Even just getting them to borrow the book and read the first few pages is a great thing just to get them to immerse themselves in literacy in a small way. Um, my name's Millie and I am 10. What do you like to read, Millie? What types of books? Made up stories and picture books. What do you like about story time here? Um, it's fun and we get to mix with the other school. How often do you read, do you think? Um, every night, except for on the weekends. What book did you borrow today, Rena? Uh, it's called Shot to Hell. It's an action book. When do you like to read? Uh, normally on school days. I don't read a lot on the weekends, though. I sometimes read before bed. Um, then I go to school on my bike and... When we get there, we read to the teachers. Hi, I'm Lynette. I'm 10. Uh, you know the Soon series from Morris Glitzman? Yeah, that's my favourite series. It's about a boy who went on a train with the Nazis. Um, my favourite books are The Babysitter's Club. When I'm lying in bed, I read it help because it helps me go to sleep. What do you like about story time? It's just fun to go with the other schools and let Ange read books to us. Hi, I'm Scout and I'm 9 turning 10 this year. What do you like to read, Scout? Netball Gems. It's a book about all friends playing netball together and some of them lose their netball uniforms and stuff, stuff like that, yeah. And what do you like about coming here and borrowing books in the story time? What do you like about those days when you do that? Oh, man, she's really funny. <laughs> Ange is clearly adored by the children that she reads to. And I wonder what that feels like, to have little people sitting quietly on a mat, mouths agape, staring adoringly at you while you introduce them to the magic world of storytelling. It's no better feeling. It's just wonderful. It gives you such a high. Um, yeah, and it's just... Um, I can't explain it. It's really, it's wonderful. It's why, it, it would be one of the main reasons why I love my job so much. There's this feeling of um, togetherness and there's, you know, a buzz in the air. There's energy, good energy, and it filters through to the parents and the volunteers that are working and, you know, the staff that are at that facility. And, um, yeah, it's a, definitely a very good feeling. So if there's a little person in your life and you haven't discovered story time yet, head to your local library and get involved. My name's Anne-Marie Middlemast and I've been your host. Meet Me at the Library is a podcast and radio series mixed by Hamish Robertson at Tall Tale Audio and produced by me with supervising producer Jane Curtis. To see some photos of Anne and a couple of the volunteers at the Elmore Library Agency, visit Meet Me at the Library on Facebook or Instagram. 
Thanks to Ange and the Goldfields Library Corporation. This program was made possible with support from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. Find out more at cbf.org.au. Meet Me at the Library was produced in partnership with Main FM and recorded on Jar Jar Wurrung Country. We pay respect to the traditional owners of these lands.